Yeah. I had a property, but I was poorer. I thought property makes you richer. I was about 21. I bought an apartment and I was stuck in this mortgage and I didn't do any research on anything. I was just a bull in a china shop. And that was really what frustrated me because I thought, oh, is that... Is my money just stay that? That was the catalyst into my learning journey of what not to do. Start realizing, understanding how can I get rich doing this? Because my name is Ibi Aslam, and you're listening to Ibi Aslam Uncensored. Welcome to my podcast where we discuss property, business, lifestyle, and well-being. If this is the first time you are visiting us, then please hit the follow button on your app. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too, and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week, so I'll see you there. So we have a really, really special guest with us today. He's a multimillionaire. He's a multiple business owner. He's also got a property mentoring company. I'm really delighted to have him on the show. So Sam, welcome. How would you introduce yourself? I basically was a professional boxer, um, now former professional boxer. In lockdown, I had a bit of a change of heart. Talking to my heart, I actually had a heart condition, um, what not many people know about. It was um, only mild, minor, but due to stress, I went through two years of testings on all sorts of stuff, um, putting down to this water retention, What, where where does it stem from? And obviously when, when you hold water, everyone thinks it's from the kidneys and then the kidneys were fine, so they went up to the heart and I've got a um, LVH, it's called left ventricular hypertrophy. So one part of my heart is just slightly big um, from stress, from over overworking. I, I really started thinking then about life, what I want to do. It's not just about money, it's about what I want to do long-term, not just short-term. And Boxing came into lockdown. I felt like lockdown was one of the best things to happen to me because it made me realise that I'm not just a fighter. I've always been a businessman. I've always had businesses from barbershops, food prep companies, um, you know, you name it, I've done it. Um, and while I was supporting my boxing, um, years and years ago, I set up a, a gym. So um, you've trained at the gym, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a popular gym and I built up from the it's start. It's a really good gym. It's a really <laughs> good gym. Boxing gym as well, yeah. Yeah, so had the gym um, and started investing in property at the same time. As I was investing in property as well as building my portfolio, uh, I needed workers. I ended up building my own building company um, where we do commercial and residential stuff. And obviously as my boxing's come to an end, I started putting on white-collar boxing events. Um, and while I've done this, I started putting out my social media, what I'm up to, what I'm doing. Um, it's not just fighting, this is what I'm about. Everyone was like, wow, I thought you just did boxing. I was actually doing it for years, but I didn't really put it out because I was being sponsored by people. Boxing was my main focus, so I didn't want anyone to think I was distracted. I've got ADHD, you can probably tell by the amount of businesses I've got, so I need to be doing multiple things. I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. just do one thing, um, it will kill me. So um, business is natural to me because I, I can just do multiple things. And as I started putting things out, people were asking me for a bit of help, especially in property. And that's where I set up my now mentoring company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm mentoring people and I don't want to be a property guru. I want to be someone who has started from the bottom and built up a big portfolio, multiple businesses, keeps healthy, keeps fit and really, really can help people invest in property from like, you know, zero to the first 10 properties. And um, as I started that, it's developed and developed and now I'm creating an app Amazing, for amazing. It. So let's take it back. So you were a professional boxer, right? Yeah. So at this point, did you, what, what, what were you doing apart from professional, just that, was that your thing? I was amateur boxer, obviously, before 
and I was working in call centres. Okay. Um, after school, uh, well, I was a joiner, sorry. And in construction, you can't work part time. So I needed a, a part time job. So I started working at a call centre. So yeah, yeah. I was working at a call centre nine nine till one o'clock, getting two buses to train in, two buses home, and then I decided to turn professional. And I was fortunate; I got a few sponsorships that kept me by. How old were you there this time? Um, Twenty. Okay. Nineteen, and then I had yeah, I had a bit of time turning pro. Turned pro about about twenty. Yeah. Um, and then um, alongside that, I always wanted to do multiple things because my brain can't just stop. Yeah. Um, that was maybe bad for boxing because rest is very important with yeah. with training, as you know. Um, but I struggle. I struggle resting, so I couldn't. I couldn't just stay at home. Um, my mind would start racing. I would stop, probably start thinking about boxing, thinking about my opponents. It actually negative for me. So I started just getting involved in business properly, and that's how it all started um, tumbling. <laughs> So this, so you were like early twenties, really. So what was your first business, like proper business? Was it a gym or was it so a construction company or? My first, my first proper business business was a barbershop. Okay. So, um, hey, it's good cash flow, right? Yeah, well, I thought so. I basically um, was getting my hair cut, seen seen an opportunity of a barber wanted a place. Yeah. My natural mind was thinking ahead, thinking I could get, it, I could rent the shop. He works there. I shortly realised that was my that was my uh, apprenticeship in business. Yeah. Then never set up a business that you can't do yourself, mm. or you'd be prepared to do yourself. Barbering, don't have a clue, couldn't do it, and also it's not a massive passion or ever something I thought I'd do. Um, all these little things made me um, then put into something that I do want to do, which was the gym. So started off at Barbering for, but you got a taste of business, right? Yeah. And then you thought gym is the one what I want to do, and then what happened? Open the gym. How did you fund everything? How did you how did you get started? Did you have a bit of savings or did you yeah. just ask for help or Yeah, unfortunately no savings. And I started under a barbershop in sale. Okay. Funny enough, barbershop. And um I was I was PTing people from the barbershop. So the barber, Jed King, who helped me out a lot, he was he was passing his clients. Oh, there's a guy downstairs doing boxing. Yeah, yeah. So I start building up my one to ones boxing. Then I started doing more PTing. Um, started coaching a bit more, and then I um, I then got decided to go drive around sale and find a place that I can rent yeah, somewhere yeah. a bit that doesn't smell like this sewers that this barbershop smelled like underneath. <laughs> so uh, I found the gym actually that you've been to. Yep. That was someone else's gym. So I was renting a space in there. Okay. So I was paying three hundred and fifty pound a month to just have a little corner of there. Okay. It was a busy CrossFit gym, and I was renting a space. And then I wanted to expand, so I ended up moving from there to getting my own gym i ended up taking on staff at that gym and outgrew it within a year and then i get a phone call off the landlord who knew me from the original gym saying the guys are moving do you want it and i was like got to i'm gonna at that stage i was no way near earning enough to cover the rent um and i just thought this is an opportunity i started planning i started thinking how i can get build up the the, the money how how can i do it and then I um, took took the jump. Took the jump, yeah. And that was something what I've probably what I've learned from massively because I thought I'll build up, I'll start and build up. But then as you build up, you start creating a bad name. You're not a bad name, but if you've got dodgy equipment or if you've got something that you don't really want or you don't really like, if you bring people to that, they remember you for that. Yeah. 
So ideally, you know, I needed a bit of help, a bit of guidance, and I started, so anytime I earned money, I was putting it into property and putting it into my business. I didn't see money for, for a while, and I was just moving around, and I was living in a little apartment, and I was just investing at the time. It just felt like, you know, it was never going to Were you single end. at this point in a relationship? Yeah, single. Okay, okay. Fully fully single, just concentrating on business. You said something really important there. You said that you, was, you just knew you had to take that jump. Yeah. Because, you, you know... A lot of people don't even take that jump, do they? It's no, like and it's fair. Blockages in their mind. It's fair. I think the main thing is is fair. People won't, people won't um, take the jump just simply because of fear, and um, it did scare me. And that's the thing. People think that fear is almost bad, but fear is good. If you're not yeah. scared, or you're not, you're not anxious. You won't do the things that you're supposed to. Yeah. If you're anxious that you might not be able to afford the rent of the gym, you're naturally going to work harder. You're going to do more stuff. You're going to put in them extra hours. You're going to be better with that client that you've got. And yeah, sometimes yeah. fear and and putting things out there and pushing the boundaries all the time can make you make uh, you know make you. And it can even make you or break you, I suppose. Yeah. And that's why it's so important being healthy, being fit, and um, you know living the life because. If you're down or you know, you're not feeling yourself in fitness and health and you're a bit down in other ways, it just has a negative impact on business. Yeah. And maybe because you was a fighter, you knew you were used to pressure. Yeah. And you thought, you know what? I'm going for this, I don't care. Yeah. This is what I want to do, right? Yeah, and I think boxing was probably the, the making of me. And this yeah. is what I always say, I always say, um, boxing made me, but I, you know, didn't necessarily make it in boxing and it was at a stage where that was a, a lot of my ego was in the way because when you start off, you want to be a world champion, you want to be all this. But I realised I did make it. I, I did make it in boxing. I started with nothing. I started as someone who left school with no GCSEs and with everything that boxing taught me, I'm, I'm where I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fast forward then, you know, was this was this before um, COVID then, right? This was way before COVID, didn't it? What year was this then? 20, 2019, 2020. Okay, so how was COVID for you? At the time, they shut everything down, right? Yeah, it was hard. It was very hard. Did so, the landlords be okay? Were they okay in terms of rent and stuff like that? Or? No, not at all. And and to be fair, he's he's a good guy, but I, I get his I get his position, and he's got to make money too. He was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, so um, it was very very difficult. I had a contracting business that mainly focused on commercial offices, mm. so we'd we'd go and refurb offices. No office wanted a refurb. Everyone was working at home. No, everyone thought they might not ever be back in the office. No yeah. one knew what they were doing. So if you look back now, it probably would be a good time to do a refurb on the office because no one's in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the landlords were like, I'm not spending any money. We might, we might be working from home. And a lot of the offices that we did do ended up going bust or they ended up working from home. So so we had to, we had to really sit down, me and my business partner, Sam, we had to really think what route we're going and how we're going to build it. The gym, everything stopped. We have school contracts as well in the in the, in the gym, and that all stops because everything as well. Shot, isn't it? Yeah, everything stopped. So, my income, my sponsorship stopped from boxing. Everyone was like, "Look, Sam, I've got to protect my business. I can't pay sponsorship." Fair enough. The money from the gym stopped. The money from my Somnium business stopped. The only thing that kept me going was my properties. So the rental from the property that was getting me by. Um, and I was in this position where it was either what what do we do now? And I had to make something of myself, and I had yeah. to really do it. And that was the turning point in my portfolio, even more because I stepped up the gas in property. Obviously, when we were all at home and you couldn't do anything, I was planning. 
And then as soon as we were allowed to do stuff and move around, I was investing in property and I was doing a lot of PRs. I was, yeah. I was buying stuff, refurbing them, adding huge value um, and refinancing, pulling the money going again. And that was what drove me. And I think if I didn't have lockdown, yeah. one, I might still be boxing. And two, I wouldn't have probably built up the portfolio like I've got now, which then has led to me having a mentoring company yeah, and, yeah. and an events company. Because it's hand in hand, right? Because you've it, done it and you can teach it. And that, that's another thing as well. You know, when you see... I look back now and you look and I think, wow, I've got a few businesses. I've got a few quid. Or I have got, I have got what I've got. But it's that, made you the person you are today. Yeah, but I've only started realizing that now. But if someone would look at me now, they probably felt like I've been feeling like this for years. Yeah, yeah. But this, it, it, the growth and your journey doesn't feel like that. It never feels like the way. If you see someone who's got a really successful business, yeah. you imagine how, what it's like to be that person. But it never goes that way. It never feels <laughs> that way until you reflect. Yeah, and I've yeah. started reflecting a lot more now because if you're not reflecting, you don't look. You, you, sometimes you can't. You're clouded. You don't know. You don't know yeah. how far you've come. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. And. You know your gym, is it open seven days a week or is it? Yeah, we're a bit of a, a different gym. As you know, we're, we're a strength conditioning gym, we're boxing. So we have classes on um, Monday to Saturday. Yeah. And Sundays, to be fair, we just do personal training. Um, and then we've got, when fighters are fighting, they train at night time at the gym. Uh, and we have PTs through the day. Um, and then we go to the schools when the hours are quiet in the day as well. So you mentioned property there because it seems like you're really, really passionate about properties. When's, when's the first time When's the first time you bought a house or when did you start thinking, you know what, property, I'm definitely going down that route? When I was 18, 17, 18, I moved out. Yeah, probably 17. Moved out, I was renting. Went, moved in with my mate. I was just paying him some money week by week, um, getting by. Ended up moving out and I started realising Anyone who's successful, anyone who's got money, invest in property. So I just dived in and I bought the cheapest place I could in the area I wanted to live. Yeah. Which that was the that was the catalyst into my learning journey of what not to do. I bought an apartment, a basement apartment. It was in sale, so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't a, the worst deal, but I was that frustrated. I was about twenty one. I bought it twenty one. Yeah. What maybe, price? Maybe twenty two. Uh, Ninety six k. Okay. It's now probably worth 150, 160. So, yeah. But it's but that, you know, eight years ago, it's only gone up 60K. That's terrible. And I was stuck in this mortgage and I didn't do any research on anything. I was just a bull in a china shop. And that was really what frustrated me because I thought, oh, is that, is my money just stay? I was, I was poorer. Yeah. I had a property, but I was poorer. I thought, that, I thought property makes you richer. Asset rich, cash poor at yeah. that time, yeah. I was poor, you know, so start realising, understanding how can I get rich doing this? Because property was my model, what was always going to support my boxing. Everyone tells you, have a backup plan. You know, every or my mum and dad, you know, any everyone around you. And it's almost, it's a good thing, but it also makes you think, why do you not think I'm going to do it? You know, and you end up doubting yourself, but um, I end up, you know, really, really um, focusing on property because I knew that that was going to help my boxing. Yeah. It didn't end up that way. It did help my boxing, um, but I ended up really concentrating on on um, on property. And then, as I started getting the to, to swing of things and how I can make more money, learning about leveraging money, learning different property strategies, I really started stepping up the gas and um, and making property the thing that I'm probably known for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what was your then you, from there? You learn a lot from that first property, and then moving when did you how did you buy your second property and then move on to buy more what, what what was that transition like did you go and learn something or was it just yourself you just thought you know what i made these mistakes how did that go so bought the apartment signed into a two-year 
fixed deal. Yeah. Um, in that two years, researched, did every bit of networking I could, spoke to a lot of mentors, above me a lot of people who have helped me out massively, a lot of business leaders, a lot of people who just by talking to me have helped me massively and I realised what the next step was going to be and it was always to refinance that property. Yeah. Um, refinance the property. I had turned that flat to an, a, a buy to let. I bought another one that I was living in so I, I could free up my 10%. So it kept 25% in that property. I had 10% available because I wasn't earning a lot of time and I bought another place for 90k. So I only needed nine grand. So um, I refinanced, put a little bit of money, bought another one, did the same again. Um, There's a few bad things with this because now they're in a personal name. They're in my personal name, so I don't get the tax benefits of being in the business. Um, but by the time I got to my third one, that's when I started realising about the companies, started realising how to leverage money and started really growing. So I always say that, uh, I went from having a 90k property, 96k property, then another 90k property, um, and then I went and did a BRR on my third property, and I went from so uh, basically 180k in properties in four years, yeah, and then the next four years um, went to three million. So did you um, did you have a construction company at this point, or so was that during during um, doing one of my houses up? Um, my business partner now, best mate, he needed workers for his current job. So he, he was like, who are you using? So I started passing on my contacts. And yeah, my whole yeah. life, I've been known for boxing. I'm popular in my area. I've always done stuff, and I'm, I've always helped people out with my network. So I started passing on people. And then he was like, have you got a plumber? Yeah, of course I have. Have you got a joiner? Yeah, of course I have. And then we started meeting. Then he needed it again. And we started going, we could make a business out of this. If I set up a business doing this, I'll just make a, me using my mind again, thinking, you need people. Yeah, I yeah. know them. I'll start doing that. So it's it was a fo- it was a thing of I know the people. You pay me, I pay them. I keep a little bit. We we made it up in, in Starbucks Trafford Centre, um, and grew it massively. And now just took on our like an eight figure deal. Um, you know, first first eight figure deal. Um, and uh, yeah, just super Buzzing. excited. Buzzing, yeah. Because it was in Starbucks. We we were planning on making two hundred quid a month. Uh, now we've just done an eight figure. Deal, nice, which is nice. amazing, yeah. And that's going to continue growing, isn't it? It's once yeah. you do it once, it'll like other big corporate companies look at you and just give you deals left, right, and so it's just one door. So that's what happens, isn't it? Law of attraction happens. as well. When yeah. when you Compound when effect. you know you can achieve that, yeah, you end up attracting more stuff because you know that you can. Hundred percent. So um, it's just going through the levels and going through the doors. Fast forward as you're doing your BRRs, you know you you went from to up to free. Then what? When did you, how did you start thinking about? You know what? I need to start teaching people all this. As my boxing started coming towards a a drift. Yeah. I never thought for the first two years. So I've been out of boxing three years now. So it was only the last year that I realised I'm not going to box. And it was because for the first two years, one I was going through the health stuff, and two I was concentrating on my finances. Yeah. I wasn't focusing on boxing. I was focusing. On, I need to get myself right. And as I started doing that, I started documenting more stuff on my Instagram, social media about property. Yeah, I was always doing property. I've always been a businessman, but my focus was boxing. Yeah. People are paying me money to, in boxing. My trainer, manager is on my Instagram. I don't want to put too much out that's not boxing. Yeah. That is my brand. I don't want to distract people. That is that I'm doing boxing. Concentrate, yeah. buy tickets to my fight. Don't worry about anything else. So then in, after lockdown, I started posting all property stuff. Everyone's like, oh, you're doing property now? Yeah. Like, I've been doing property for eight, nine years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. doing business for eight, nine years. I just don't promote it because boxing is the focus. So as I start documenting it, people start popping up. 
oh, can you help me in this? Oh, let me know when you're free for a phone call or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then someone approached me and said, um, look, see, you know what you're doing, I know whatever. Um, I'll pay you to just mentor me and tell me how to do because I know you started from nothing. I know you've not been given any money and I know you've grafted how, how to do this. So I started helping that person. And then a few more people over time asked. And I, and then one day I remember I was thinking, do you know what? I've just got a feeling. Like I've got a feeling that I, I need to coach. Yeah. I've stopped coaching from the gym, but I enjoy it. Um, I've just been coaching now at the gym. Yeah. I don't have to do it. He's my mate. One of my clients who I've started, he was my first ever client. My first ever client in the barbershop cellar. And I still train him to this day. And I don't do it for money. I do it because I genuinely enjoy coaching, passing on stuff and then when this opportunity come up, this opportunity went past me. And this is what I always say. I could have just ignored that opportunity. That opportunity was someone messaging me, asking me something. That is the opportunity. People think an opportunity is something like big signs like, do this and it will make you loads of money. Do it right now. This is your opportunity. doesn't work like that. Yep, yep. I seen the little thing as my opportunity. And I decided now is the time to set up another business. Started doing it, a program, filled my first course. You spoke on one of the calls. Yep. Did a second course, filled it. Did a third course, filled it. And I decided, do you know what? I'm going to start putting this on a bit of a monthly yep. so we can start learning together. Keep the cost down for these guys because I felt like if I'm taking loads of money off people, I'm kind of going against what I'm telling them to do. Mm. I'm saying invest in property. You know, invest in yourself, yeah, but I don't agree with paying 25 grand, 20 grand to courses unless you've got the money. Yeah. If you're a business owner and you've got money and you, that's value to you, that's great. I would recommend doing that. Yeah. I might end up having a mentor one day that I pay big money to who can level me up. But if you're at a level where the first money you've got, you need to invest. I don't want to take all your money off you. So, so I've decided to set up an app. And it's grown from one one conversation to two conversations. So now we're having an app. Was it like an app that you can download on Android and yeah. Apple? App and Store, yeah. Sick. So a full app. Yeah, yeah. What's going to be have like a resources section where you can type in anything you like. So solicitors, bridging loans, finance, plumber, anything you anything you need in property, you type in. Even like contracts. Yeah. Tenancy agreements, um, business partner agreements, joint ventures. Everything it'll on be there, like a community. You type like that, it, yeah. yeah. But everything you type, it will give you the number and the email address. So for that network, my network's your network. There's going to be a blog page, so there's going to be people blogging about different stuff. We're going yeah. to have businesses blogging on there, so you can just click on. You can read an article from a bridging company. Yeah. I've uh, just done a deal, a commercial deal with a property finance company. Can't announce it just yet, but I've done a two-year deal with them where they're going to fully back me with the app. And they're going to be doing blogs on the page and helping people with property finance, bridging. Nice, nice. Um, and there's going to be videos. Well, I'm going to be posting. This video will be on there. Yep. I'll post this podcast to there. There'll be business talks, which is just going to help people level up. Just help people level up, really. Just just, just a, a place where you can go to just learn on your dinner and your lunch. Um, so where can people grow. go and get this app from? Just what's it called? What's it? Are you, are so, so it's Hide Property Mentoring. Um, Hide Property Mentoring. Hide Property Mentoring, yeah. So yeah. I'm only giving it to people who are on my current network. Got it, okay. Until March. Uh, sorry, until September. So in March it launches. September ne yeah, next year. So in March it launches and the current people who I'm dealing with now and whoever signs up until January... Um, will be on until in, on the app in March. Okay. They're going to test pilot the app 
We're yep. going to there might be a few things that we need to change. Functionalities might not be there, and we do the full live public release in September next year. Yeah. Okay. Hide mentor. So at the minute, it's for you anyway. Right? Yeah. What's the cost? Do you know? Have you figured that out yet, or you'll just figure it out closer to what the... for the app? Yeah. Yeah. You... <sighs> no, not not to build the app. <laughs> oh right. The the let's just say so uh, to join yeah as a as a as a client to so learn. it's gonna it's gonna be between eighty to one hundred and fifty pound a month so that's depend- reasonable yeah that's like a normal average person can afford that yeah and it's the mentoring side because you get the zooms with me on a Wednesday still okay so you get this full mentoring that you're getting and this app is an add on I only, think that's cheap yeah it's cheap but doing it for value. I'm building it to give people value. I'm giving it, it, I'll actually use it. I've been designing this app like, what would I need? The yeah, amount yeah, of times yeah. that you need a tenancy agreement. When you've got 10 properties, there's gonna be a time where you, you get new tenants all the time. I need a tenancy agreement. Yeah. I've got to ring my mate who's got a state agent. He's got, this app's gonna have it all. So it's yeah. actually gonna be handy for me, <laughs> yeah, let yeah. alone other people. Yeah. Um, but it's all about value because I don't need to make money from it. I don't need to monetize from it yet. It's a long-term plan. I'm investing into this because yeah. And the value that I'm going to be giving people is really going to show my personal brand. I can brand. imagine, yeah, yeah. So even if it makes me no money, which I know it's going to, it's going to, I'm good at making money, but even if it didn't, the value that that will bring will elevate my personal brand anyway. Definitely, definitely. So see this app, I, I, you don't need to give me exact figures, but what's it cost to kind of put this together for the people? I've probably invested about 30 grand um, wow. up to now into, into this app. And... I'm not. I'm not planning on making thirty grand back for no. a long time. Um, and when well, that's really generous of you. That if you spend like thirty up to thirty grand, mm. and you're going to be giving it out for hundred quid and hundred fifty quid, whatever it is, the information that they'll be getting more than their money's yeah. worth, right? As you know, this studio now with your podcast with staff that you've got, it's expensive. Of course it is. So all the content that I'm getting, everything that that's that's gonna, and I've got to keep adding to that. So yeah. I've, I've budgeted about ten grand a year. Yeah costs that Just I'm going to be for. putting for the app. So 10 year running cost a year. Um, and it's not going to start monetizing for about three years. Probably going to, I'm probably going to be in between 60 and 100K yeah. before it ever starts paying Did you think of a different strategy to go down that route, like for webinars and, and, and stuff like that, with, with that sort of thing? I yeah, mean, so I, I started looking at the market, what other people offer with property mentoring. And, and I started looking at the people I'm mentoring and what they actually need. And a lot of people sign up to these courses and it's not what they need. Yeah. It's just what they think they need. And I've started realising, well, who's to who's to decide what they need? Who's to put this big course together? So they've got the opportunity of how much they want to learn. So yeah. rather than jumping into a big programme where you've got to do, you've got to learn every strategy, you've got to do it for months, you've got to take all your time, it's intense. This gives people the freedom to learn in their own time. If they don't want to jump on a corner, when they don't have to. But if you've paid 20 grand or you've paid 10 grand or even two grand, you're going to jump on every Wednesday yeah, on the yeah. call. But with this app, it's giving people the flexibility, the freedom. It's what I'm preaching with property. Do it in your own time. Don't rush into it. But but start learning. Keep in the habits with it. Jump on the app once once a week. So one thing I am going to be doing is sending out messages on the app like, you've not been on for a while. Make sure you watch Accountability. Video. Accountability. And I started realising what's the best thing to do that. And it was the app. So it's a web app and a mobile app. So you're going to be able to do it on a laptop and a mobile app. Yeah, which is good. So it's it's going to be amazing. But my logic of if people are at work and a lot, I don't have the time. Don't have the time. By the time I get home, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Put it on in your dinner. Get in your van. Get in. Go and have lunch. Put your headphones in, and listen to 
20 minutes of someone talking about a bridging loan, you start realising what a bridging loan is. I'll take you to the water, but I'm not going to you know, force you to drink it. Exactly. You've yeah. got to start thinking, right, a bridging loan, oh, well, I could do this. Yeah. And then you go, oh, what kind of property could I do it with? That is how it builds. It's Definitely. not an overnight success. It's not a make you a millionaire app. It's a start learning which is going to help you progress. This is how I've done it. I've gone from zero to 100 pretty quick. If you want to get involved, here it is. And that, yeah, that's yeah. my attitude with it. Definitely. And it's how I am as a person, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to represent me. Currently, you said you've done a few Zooms and you know, you've know you got a few clients in there, You know, already men your mentees and stuff like that. What are you finding the struggles in them that you see where you feel like these guys need more than just that help? You know, to get to no, it's a great, it's a great question to be a great question because that's one of the reasons why I did start the app, and it was because these, because I started thinking I, when I first did my program, I was looking at this this person, I was looking at everything that they need to do based on the current situation. Mm. So we'd get we'd go for a meeting for about two hours, going through everything, going through money, finance, going through everything yeah. that's going to help them, right? And the position they're in now, how much money they earn now, how much money they've got now. And I started realizing by the time I got to five weeks down the line, every person's circumstances changed. Yeah, people were losing their job, people changed jobs, people made more money, people made less money, people got bloody pregnant, people were having a baby, people were moving with work. I start realizing how can I build something where people's circumstances change for I'm I can't be accountable for people moving and I've started realizing people let their changes in their life distract them. Yeah. They let anything happen I'm working away. So what? Any excuse, right? Um my missus is pregnant, so what? You know, oh I've got I'm, I've got to work late at work, so what? Like but when I was teaching them and there was set Zooms on and there was set days that we've got to meet and they couldn't do it, I started going, well, no one wins. I'm, I'm not winning because you're not building a portfolio. You're not investing and making loads of money, which is going to make me look good yeah. for my business. You're not winning because you're paying money and you're not getting anything out of it. So that's why I started thinking about value. And yeah. I started realising that my app and this app is going to offer value. And if they don't have the time or choose not to, they're paying every month. That is on them. Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to give them accountability um, and make sure they're on it and give them reasons to. Um, and I'm going to improve the network. We're going to meet up. We're going to have meetings where we meet up, uh, going out for drinks, like going events out for food, events, yeah. But more of an event where we're networking, we're talking. Networking, um, yeah. I'm going to split the rooms off in Zooms as well, breakout rooms, where people can talk to a joiner. They can talk to someone else, joint venture potentials and everything. So all about value so how do you set your goals in property like do you do it yearly or do you think five years or do they do you then change them or what's your overall like goal for the next five ten years how, so i am um, in a good position right yeah so i always plan five years ahead so okay, when, when i'm years, investing yeah. i always yeah. think about five years and the reason why i started that is because i realized it's either two years or five years yeah fixed term so I start realizing right if i'm investing in something right now i've got to think where i want to be in five years so if I invest this money now, will this help me in five years' time? Yeah. Sometimes it won't, and that's exactly why I do it. So I set out where I want to be in five years. So every every even now, every profit that I'm investing in, anything that I'm doing, I'll I'll look at where I want to be in five years. Long so term, yeah. 2027, I'll think 2027. I'm now here. I wanna um, I wanna be how old will I be? So in five years time, I'm going to be 33, 34, 
right, I'm going to want to live in a one and a half million pound house. I want a Lambo, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, you know, yeah. Work out what I want. So then I think, right, well, how are these things achievable? I genuinely do this. So I ring my accountant and go, how do I get a mortgage on a 1.5 million house? Because when you're buying a house, as you know, it's usually based on when, when you're residential house times 4.5 your, your salary. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'd have to earn about 250K. I'd have to declare 250K. I'd have to, I can't afford that. So I um, I start putting things into place, what I need to do. Yeah. And then that helps me with the property. So when I start working out what I need to do, how much money I need to earn in order to get to that goal, I start working out with that property. And I, I understand that not that pro that property is not going to achieve everything, but you start looking at everything else you've got. So go, right, I've got this property, that's going to earn me this, that's that amount. I've got this business, I, this is that's going, to, that's going to earn me that amount. What do I need my money in this property to do? And I start working out what I need it to do in a certain figure. And it might even just be my, the rental yield because all these other businesses are going to be putting the capital in. So forth, start working out. Um, I end up getting on a piece of paper and everything's like, you know, no one would understand it other than me. It looks like a, you know, like a kid's been drawing like this. And then I realise, right, this money can get me to there and then I'd go for it. I genuinely do that. As I started doing that, I thought it was just me being weird. I start realizing it actually works. It's actually it's actually exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. And um, a point where I did in 2020, I um, refinanced all of my properties. Okay. Because I had a feeling that when, when the properties were starting increasing, I refinanced everything and fixed them into a five years. So I knew that everything's solid for five years. I didn't know we were going to have the big inflation of interest and stuff. Just recently, I, that's recently, happened. yeah. But I was safe for five years because I needed to keep myself safe for five years in my plan. Yeah. So it's so important to plan. So technically, you're still safe for another two years, right? Yeah. 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 What is your thoughts on the current situation, like in terms of everything, the current property market? Like, what's your thoughts? So, so I think, I think in lock in lockdown, everything went up massively, and it was a bit of a false sense of how much things went up. Properties were going for money that they don't deserve to go for. And that helped people refinance. So, for example... I remember people just buying them and selling them. Literally. <laughs> you'd get fed up going on right move because you'd, you'd, you'd ring them up. Oh, we've got 10 viewings on this now. And it was just annoying. Yeah. You know, but it caused a ripple effect that people were then go bidding a little bit more. And it's like everything. If people didn't know that there's loads of interest, it wouldn't have happened. So, And then just like it's bad. It's like speaking to my mate the other day and he said, if the news or people didn't tell you that there's a petrol shortage, there'd never be a petrol shortage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when there was a petrol shortage, everyone's filling up yep. the, the cars. Everyone's filling up barrels at home. Panic, yeah. Filling up trucks, everything. Because they're panicking. Toilet Th rolls and COVID. <laughs> so then now there's a shortage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's the it's the fear again. What we we're talking about. But to your question, what do what do I think? I think that because it went massively up, I think it's 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 starting to come back to reality. Yeah. What's the property's the probably true price, the right? true price? Yeah. And then because of that, um, and the banks that they give money out in furlough, the bounce backs, everything, they needed to put things up. Yeah. And I truthfully think things are going to start coming back down, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think rate a good source uh, of mine um, believes as well that yeah. things are going to start coming back down. I spoke again. to somebody last week and they were saying that they're starting to see certain products back on the market. Yeah. And obviously over the next year or so, Time will I tell. do feel like it will, yeah. I think it's quite, it's just unrealistic. People, is, yeah. people can't get the house they want. It's, it's, no, it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. So, don't help businesses because if you're a state agent, if you can't sell the properties, you're not making money. Yep, yep. You know, if, if you're in any solicitors, everyone's going to struggle. So 
uh, council tax. If you're not buying the property, you're not paying council tax in that area, you're not building, you're not... So they want us to start moving, so I think it's going to start coming back down. Yeah. How do you find your properties when you are looking for your own for your investment or for your mentees? or like, Finding them. Yeah. How do you find them? Do um, you go on right move or do you go on... Have you got agents that you speak to or relationships or what? what how do you work yourself? Yeah, so um, mixture of going on right move, um, knocking on doors. <laughs> I bought my second house by knocking on someone's door saying, look, yeah. I'll buy your property. Um, he was like, oh, I'll let you know. So I'd say my number, I would definitely buy it. Uh, he added me on Facebook. He actually then messaged me, you still interested in buying a house? I was like, oh God, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll <laughs> yeah, be there yeah. now. Uh, bought his house. Um, and and then my network really, putting out there, what people now know, that's why I always preach to people about putting out what you do, yeah. letting people know what you do, because if you don't, they'll never know. That's the world we live in. Yeah, yeah, like back yeah. in the day, what did they do about social media? Like I only know what you're doing from social media. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what you do. Yeah. How did people know what other people do? Yeah. How did businesses, but that's probably because they went out networking more. They definitely went dancing on a Saturday. They went, they went doing stuff to network and speak. That's why conversations were probably better then. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. know everything you do. Yeah. You know, like, you know, or, or majority. Um, so a lot of people just live their lives off seeing what, what people do on Instagram. Yep. Um, so yeah, so thing, things have changed. What other investments are you involved in? Like, are you, are you into crypto and NFTs and all? Do you know much about no, them? Or? No, no. Stay away, yeah? I'm too busy with everything else, but... Okay. I, I invest, I dabbled in Bitcoin, but if I can't give something 100% you and just, smash it and know yeah. everything about it, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I yeah. just can't. And I decided to just skip that. I had a bit of FOMO, invested a bit of money. Yeah. And then I pulled it back out and was like, I'm being stupid. Yeah, being yeah, stupid. Yeah. Stop listening to what everyone else is I doing. I did a bit on an, in, in XRP about, when was it, about a year and a half ago. And my mate said to me, look, I promise you, they're going to win the court case and it's going to shoot up. Fucking came down. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just sat there. I put 26 in. I think it's down to like nine or something. Ugh. So just Have you got anything again. else? I can't it? even get it out now. <laughs> I have to just wait. But yeah, yeah, no more, no more cryptos for me. In in a day of you, what what is your routine? Like your day to day routine? Like what time do you get up? Yeah. Like day, roughly, like during the week. Well, not roughly. Like strictly, I get up at six every strictly, day. Strictly, yeah. Strictly I six like how every you said day. That strictly, yeah, yeah. Strictly, it's just I can't not. My mind's mad. Six a.m. Six a.m. Yeah, or earlier, five thirty or six a.m. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, six a.m. minimum. I get to the, uh, I get up, sort the dogs out, feed the, walk the dogs, feed the dogs, get to the gym, get to the gym half an hour early, get on the treadmill, until my session starts at half seven. Got yeah. a PT now. Yeah. Accountability. Even though I've got a gym, even though I'm, I can train myself. I'm a PT myself. Coaches need coaches. Uh, coaches need, need yep. coaches. Yeah. yeah. I practice what I preach. I'm getting people to coach me to coach them. Yeah. I, I give them, you know. So every day PT at half seven. Um, Wednesdays actually train myself. All the other days, PT, come into the office, um, get the team sorted, get the team started, motivate them, uh, sort problems, solutions. There's usually a problem in the morning, solve it straight away. If we can't solve it, work out a way to, and then that's it, start cracking on. And my structure is all, and we've had this conversation, which I need to get better at, is a lot of it's in my head. So my structure is like, really like 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 high level structure but it's in my head so it's not an excel it's not an anything so i've got a pa now i've got a full-time marketing girl and i'm hiring one more person to help my head put it down to paper yeah um, so i can do what i'm good at but i go from business to business check on sites 
checking properties, viewing properties, meetings with directors, meeting with people involved in business, checking with the office, helping the team. Then at night time, usually do a second session. Because you've got a business as well, gym business. Yeah, right. so I'm there every day anyway. Yeah. It's next door to my office. And then um, come home, sort out anything I need to sort out, sort the dogs out, eat, sleep, repeat, literally. And then my weekends as well are just like... Is this Monday to Friday same. or is this Monday to Sunday? Um, yeah, and then week Monday to, to Friday, but then Saturdays... It's business in the morning, yep. meetings in the morning, then I have Sunday afternoon and night just fully off, yep. fully resting with my missus or my mates yep. or whatever I'm doing. Sunday, business, strictly business on a Sunday, me and my business partner, Liam, strictly business on a Sunday. We meet at the gym, we train while talking about business, what deals we've got on at the minute, what we're thinking about investing. And he talk, so he'll, he'll tell me about something he's investing in. I'll say, make sure you speak to this solicitor, make sure that contract's tight, because I went through this and now this, and just stuff like this. And we just talk about the stuff we wouldn't talk about in a week because we're too focused yeah. on our work. Yeah. So we're just talking about what we're getting involved in. So I'm, I'm investing into another company. Um, it's not fully announced yet but, or, or revealed, but uh, I'm investing into another company. Property uh, related? Potentially or? two. No, not, nothing to do with nothing. property. It's just a business that I feel like I could add a lot of value on. Yeah. And it's something that I always thought would do. Uh, and then one would just literally be for a financial reason. I, yeah. it's, it's a good money maker. Yeah. They need a bit of cash injection. And then build my, my base, build my team. And, um, and my plan for next year is to try and settle my travelling a bit more. and Start working from home a bit more. Start getting a bit more better habits of like of quality of work and rather than being like you know all over i know that's me it's my personality but sometimes you can waste a lot of time yeah something like i sometimes can be a busy fool like because my head needs to do stuff so i need to start passing off roles and letting people take over really yeah um, not because i'm getting lazy it's because i want to focus on what i'm good at yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. investing and growing things have you found any struggles with like staff like in, in the offices and stuff like that. Yeah, well... Because at the end of the day, they're just normal people, right? Who yeah. Who just got into that. So in, And you're an entrepreneur, so you're like a Ferrari in there. Yeah. Well, they're probably in a in a Toyota of Camry or something, right? Yeah, well, funny you should say, because staff has been like a learning journey for me. Because yeah. what, I'm just like a nice guy, and whoever I deal with, I want the best for them. Yeah. It's natural. So I'm never going to let that go. Yeah, yeah, But whoever yeah. I've got... I want to see them go. I genuinely do. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm going to promise dangle the carrot. I'm I'm wanting to grow them. So I start feeling like the way to grow them is what would work for me. For you, yeah. But you're a fighter, right? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm different completely. Yeah, yeah. And it took me a long time to realise that they don't want what I want. Yep, yep. They're not built like I'm built. So I start realising, like, what are they? So I asked, a, I asked it today, actually, to my staff. So I asked every person in the office, if I could buy you anything, if you, at the end of the year, right, next year, we have an amazing year, we make loads of money, we do everything we said we're going to do, if I could buy you anything, what would it be? One of them said... Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably, probably. Um, oh, I, 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 they didn't know. <laughs> so I start realizing they're indecisive. They don't. They don't know. They yeah. didn't know what they want. So one of them was like, "Oh yeah, probably like you know, pro probably a house." Um, a so, house. Yeah. <laughs> so were you to buy them a house? <laughs> or, or, or like you know something like that. And some of them. Were, so, and then my PA said uh, something from a horse. Okay. And then uh, and then. Don't even ask my missus in the office. I'm not even asking you because I know what you'll say. <laughs> so 
I ask that I ask questions like this just to work out what they want. Yeah, yeah. So it's not not them gonna buy my house, not them gonna buy my I just but you're checking just where seeing they what they're up to, yeah, seeing what, what they want because rather than me thinking what they want. So I started taking people to London. I love going to London, party in London, seeing the wealth in London, seeing talking to people of high net worth motivates me. They inspire you. Inspires right? me. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing seeing the car, seeing the cars that you don't see around here, even in Cheshire, seeing that it motivates me. Don't mean it's going to motivate someone who's working for me. Yeah. I tried it, and if anything, it had a negative effect because it made them feel worse. Mm. So I started realising it's all about them. So, funny enough, next year I've decided next year is about me developing them, and training them, because at the end of the day... So you're like a mentor, not just an employer, yeah. isn't it? It's like, a, it's like... Well, I feel like they're the ones who are going to eventually... They're the ones that are going to make me the big money because if I've got to be reliable to do all the work, yeah. you're not going to make that much money. Yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. reliable, there's nothing unless you're a footballer. But even that, you know, the money that I'm, you know, it's a short career. You, you've got to have business with multiple staff, so staffs a huge thing. So I'm starting putting a lot of time into the training of it, yeah, the well-beings of them, you know, and how can I get this team just amazing? So putting a lot of time into that next year, massively. Yeah, man, I respect that because I think that's what they need. Because a lot of people are just come from different backgrounds, different upbringings. You don't know how their fam, mum and dad, they brought them up. So everyone is different, kind of uh, looking after. Molding. Yeah, 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 definitely. You said uh, you mentioned relationships. So you, um, you, you've been a partner, right? Yeah. How, how many years you've been? Three years now. Three years. Married or you just? No, no, not married. But no look, kids at the minute, right? No, not kids for a while. <laughs> She's very business related, anyway. Yeah. She's and. The the important thing with relationships, friends, business, everything, start as you, as you're gonna finish. A lot of people will, will be they'll be whining and dining them. Yeah. You, you see them, they go Thailand or they go Dubai. Yeah. They go they, they they buy them all these presents. They spend loads of time with them. Bags. And then these people start going right. I'm gonna concentrate on business now. So then the partner goes, whoa, what's going on? Mm. Like I thought you were gonna, you know, that you've changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I what. So I started how it was now. So everything's the same. The minute that I don't spend much time with her, uh, she knows that. So nothing's ever changed though. She gets what I'm like. She gets got ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she can make me a better person. She can be like, look, you need to chill out a bit. But because I've always done it, it's not a problem. But if I, even with that same girl, if I would have spent more time with her and not focused on business and then eventually gone, right, I'm going to do this, girls don't like it. Or, or, or guys probably won't like it because it's changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I set this stall out. So she gets you. She gets me, yeah. And yeah, it's because yeah. I've been like that from the start. So, so and I know a lot of, a lot of people change as you, as you go on and yeah. people might want different things and that's where I think sometimes, but I'm just black on white. This is what it's like. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going and people can support you in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's, so that, that's a great tip you give there. What you said is that don't start whining and dining them straight away. <laughs> Especially if you're going to... No, it's, tr it's true. It's real talk. Yeah. Right? Just Not be excessively. Real. Yeah, yeah. Just be, just be real. For just like be yourself. One. Like, because you... Where, where yeah, did real. you meet her? Where did you... Was it in business? Because you said she was in business. So yeah, she no, met business. her in a cafe, randomly. Uh, met her in a cafe in Bolton. I was on a, seeing a job. And then um, after... after Then I bumped into her. She was next to me in the traffic lights. Now, this girl's from Surrey. She was down in Manchester. Just okay. moved to Manchester. And then uh, she followed me on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. A mate messaged me saying, you need to take her out. Yeah, but yeah. do you know what? Just had this dead hard fight, boxing fight. That ended up being my last fight. And um, I was going through a bit of a mad time. And, and then it just, timing was great. 
Um, but that was the time of business where, so from the start, I've been how I am now. So what are the three tips that if you was to give someone, say, look, if you're going to get with someone, what, what should you look for to make it a successful relationship? Consistency with yourself. So don't change too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, dramatically, um, because they don't like that. Um, two, always make sure you keep a, a, a life outside of... Um, your relationship whether it be mates and stuff sometimes your mates spend too much time to keep other things going uh, and then the third probably just make sure you you're concentrating on what you want what you really want yeah, sometimes yeah. you can get distracted like if you ask me do i want to go to dubai right now and chill on the beach with my partner of course i do but why don't i because <laughs> like the bigger picture so bigger always picture, think yeah. about the bigger picture so businesses you mentioned businesses do you think that's that is a really good way to um, grow wealth apart from property having businesses multiple different businesses I think it's, it's the important bit about it is understanding what business you have right so small business large business medium business so yeah. what I mean by that is if you've got a business that's realistically a small business it's always going to be a small business because yeah. one you don't have the cash injection to build it to be a big one yeah two you don't have the staff or it's not the kind of business that you can grow like if you've got a cafe and you know you you don't really you know it's pretty basic cafe you, you, it's a small business don't try and make it a big one and spend all your money on marketing all your money and trying to make it big because that money's wasted you're spending that mon money in the middle zone it's wasted in my opinion what i've realized and i've realized it from faults on my own when you've got a small business it's that business can still make you a lot of money when you've got a big business, that'll make you a lot of money, but you've got to understand which business is which and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and what you're going to do with that business. So in terms of wealth, I've got businesses where they're still relatively small. There will be natural growth and natural progression with it as the money accumulates in the bank and then you can do smart stuff in the business with it to make more money, but it's still a small business. Then I've got a business where I think this is going to like, you know, on top of the world. Yeah. So I'm, even when it's making money, I'm almost like, how can I take less money? How can we pump more money into the business? How can we profit more in order to achieve what we're wanting to achieve? Because we see the bigger picture. We see how big it can be. Um, and then the middle ground companies where you, they cost you loads of money and staff because they need loads of staff, um, but not a lot's coming in. They're the business that you've got to come up with ways to, to direct so I've set up now, I've got a group that will own all of my companies. Um, but in that like group, a group structure, yeah? Like a group structure. So they, I'll have staff within the group that will help each company. So that means that their middle ground companies and that struggle taking it to the next level will have a cheaper option for marketing, cheaper option for admin, cheaper option for development, um, cheaper option for everything. Uh, the guidance so it's like one group which will help each each company and then each yeah, yeah, company yeah. will pay a fee back to the group so this way as well it's not for the group to make money it's for each company to have the best the the best uh chance at making money well how do you deal with emotions on a day-to-day -day basis as a business owner because i presume it's all up and down right yeah so I'm, I'm a bit of a weird case me um i don't maybe from boxing from a young age um Suffered a lot of trauma in my boxing journey, um, injuries, um, a lot, a lot of stuffs happened in in, in the, my boxing journey where I, I look back now and think, wow, that's probably why. Yeah. Um, stresses where I don't mentally stress, 
So because my my mind doesn't mentally stress, um, it takes it out of my body. So um, my heart, you know, that's I started swelling. So I was on a complete deficit. I was not eating. People are like, whoa, you know, you've put on weight, whatever. And I was thinking, it's so it's pissing me off because I'm not. And then you feel like you justify yourself. Then you know, you're going through this battle. I'm like, what's going on with me? So I went right. I need to go vegan for a month in a deficit, just on shakes, just to see if, if and what if I, if I am actually putting on weight. Yeah, yeah. Did it for a month and I put on weight. I thought, what is going on? Yeah. Went to the doctors. They were saying, oh, it's IBS. It's all this. If I didn't push, I wouldn't have found out that I've got a problem with my heart. Who did you go to see then to find out? My problem? GPs. So I went to my GPs. That wasn't good enough. Went paid for specialist. That wasn't good enough. He he didn't even touch me. He just looked at me. And because of my age, he diagnosed me. He diagnosed that it would just be IBS. It would be you. You're getting water retention. You're swelling. Your face. It's because of. Anyway, turns out it's down to it was down to stress. So, my did you do checks to find that out? Yeah. yeah so I had an echocardiogram. So it's, it tests the walls in your heart right. to see how things work. So in a, in a nutshell, <clears throat> when when you're when you're drinking loads of water, your your water goes to your kidneys and your kidneys flush it out. Yeah, yeah. But because my heart one side's not pumping efficiently, it doesn't pump the water out efficiently. So. I started holding water in my ankles and my legs and, and there, no one could... And I basically pushed and pushed and pushed, made sure I got an answer and I found out it was, it was my heart, basically. So the stress comes out in my body without knowing about it. So mentally, I can't switch off. And um, sometimes I know I get a headache and then I know to chill, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, 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 deal with, I deal with things quite So quite does well. that affect your training as well or...? with your heart thing or it did bit. yeah it, it did um, I've had to stop like boxing like hard every day so I'm doing a lot more weight training um, I've been on uh, still in a deficit but building a lot or trying to retain and muscle definition improve my chest arms and just working on something because I've still got to be working on that and then just like walking yeah, yeah, yeah. bits of cardio bits of boxing um but yeah, complete, completely changed. I might put you in touch with someone in Liverpool. I know he works with, you know, Tyson Fury. And he's a high-performance specialist. They work with nutrition and they worked with Conor McGregor before as well. Oh, wow. And what they'll do is they'll test things out and they'll, they'll kind of give you a plan and say, look, have this. It might be good for you. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll, get, I'll find that number and give it to you. Might be good to do that. Um, yeah, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, see if someone's in a nine-to-five job. How if and if they want to get into business, what how do they make that shift in your in your opinion? Well, first of See, all, most of the people are not happy in their nine to five, no. right? I think the main thing is confidence. So, don't leave your job if you're not confident in what you're going to do. So, how do you get confidence if you've not done it? So, I put a thing on Instagram the other day, and I thought, um, like, confidence is confidence is the is the key. So everything, but how do you get confidence that you've not done something? It's basically education and seeing other people's development and understanding how things work. So if you're in a nine to five and you're thinking, how do I make that move? Yeah. Start edu educating yourself of how you make the move, what you do when you make the move. And some people, one of my old mates was an overthinker and he, he would never do anything because he was very clever. He'd think about it for too long. And it just stopped his progression. Yeah, you've got to be confident that you know that someone else can do that. You can. 
But don't just jump into it like, what do, what to do? I'm not confident. Get the confidence from learning outside. Dedicate your time. Invest more time into people, network, and just grow that whole that that whole mindset and confidence. And then you'll start building confidence up, right? Yeah, and you'll build the confidence to then take it to the next level. And then whatever you apply it to, if you're confident, it's going to work. Yeah, you're yeah, confident, yeah. you'll make money. You won't make money. If you're not confident, you won't. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a why yet? What is your why? Or I think does it so. change? Does it change like as you get achieve your goals? Like you got your first house, you got your second. Yeah. You got to three million. Did it change every every step or? Yeah. Well, I think I think the main. Why do you do what you do? Why do you get up at six in the morning? Yeah. And sometimes I do ask myself, what you know, why do I do it? And I think you're just a madman. <laughs> it's a bit of both, yeah. But the main, the main thing is basically achieving the most out of myself. And I, I, I do believe that boxing was one of them things that I always remember telling a story where when, when I was, I was in a gym um, years ago, I was only a kid, and my old coach, Mister Dunn, who's called, he's like an old school coach, called him Mister Dunn. At, at the time, I was like getting into trouble. I was, I was a naughty kid. And I was boxing like all the time, but I just didn't think I was going to go anywhere. I didn't. There was nothing. There was no. There was no like confidence. There was no confidence in myself. And then one day the, I come in, and the, the other owner of the gym was in a guy called Jim, and he said, "Right, we need a meeting." I was like, "Oh no, I've been caught doing what I'm doing. What's going to go?" He said, "Right, we we we've not seen someone as talented as you since Ricky Hatton." Rick Hatton was at the same gym as me. He was like, would you seriously think you, you're going to be able to make it to the Olympics yeah. and turn pro? Um, so we need you to start believing in yourself and you need to start like acting like you're going to... That day changed my, like, my life and I remember that day. It's like, it's now it was years ago where my mindset was like, wow. Like, I, if, if that didn't have a chat, I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. started realising that, like, wow, well, what can I achieve with, like, my mindset? So it's a test to me how much I can achieve, how much I can do. So I always think of, like, people who are super, super rich. Like, what makes them super rich and super successful? What I test myself. Yeah. What I go through the boundaries of life. What I see what I'm made for and what I'm capable of. Definitely. And, um, it's exciting that, but that, that's what motivates me. Just seeing how much I can achieve, yeah. and just pushing, pushing myself. Just what gets me ticking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any holidays planned next year or? Well, talking of Dubai, I'm going to Dubai. Um, a few business stuff. Um, potentially hoping to invest out there. Um, but again, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. Done a lot of education about investing abroad, investing in different countries, and the pros and cons to it and I'm working out now how to exactly do it. Yeah. How they don't leverage money like we do in the UK. It's very much um you can get mortgages but it's very much you just Is it bigger deposits or something? Bigger deposits, yeah, especially if you're a UK um citizen. But there's there's pros and cons to it, but it's mainly the long term value of where I think the buyer's gonna go. And yeah. and these other countries. So um a lot of people believe it's going to have like the Mayfair and London effect, where in London, Dubai. yeah, uh, my missus' um, fa family member actually had an apartment or has an apartment in Knightsbridge, yeah. and they paid. I can't repeat what she paid for it, but it was pennies. It was it was wasn't a lot of money at all. Now it's in the millions, and that was because it just went. It carried on going up and up and up. And they say with London, it, it the market never went, never dipped. It just went up. City centre London. A lot of property experts and people involved believe that Dubai is going to be like the London. It's going to be like premium. It's going well, to be. A lot be, of people have gone there as well, aren't they? A lot. Tax free. Yeah, they're going and they're transferring over. But imagine in ten years. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, my, my jump, it's only getting more popular. So then, then property prices, if it does like a London and you invest now, because you can pick stuff up for cheaper. And I think they've got a lot of stuff up there on payment plans and stuff like that, where if you've got a good business and you've got good cash flow coming, you can pretty much put a deposit down and get involved, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can, but bigger deposits um, and they do take dips the market in Dubai and because there's so much sand there's so much land there's loads of developments going on so for years you're not going to be able to pull your money back out because yeah, yeah. you're not going to be able to sell it yeah. they, they struggle selling it I, I believe unless it's really? a premium one people would just buy a new build because there's so many yeah, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many developments so it is a long term plan but I'm going out there to research see the area I've never been meet people meet people I've got about four meetings set up already so yeah that's exciting but other than that yeah you know it's just business I think Covid elevated Dubai as well to another point so you know, everyone yeah it did you know it did it, it did, did it? yeah everyone no, started definitely. paying attention to Dubai people work a lot more people work from home since lockdown yeah, yeah, so they yeah. can work from home in Dubai yeah what's your plans in terms of um, are you planning on living in UK or are you planning when you hit a certain number I'm gone no I'm, I'm, I, I, will, I think I will always live in the UK really? I think I'll have holiday homes yeah um, maybe um, I think yeah I think I will um, I'm just saying it from tax benefits from the weather point of view yeah from, I don't <laughs> yeah. like waking up in the morning and just opening do you think letters. you will yeah I'll be gone Dubai I don't know about if it, if it's gonna be Dubai. Where do you think? Because everyone says Dubai. Hmm. Uh, Monaco. Wow. Yeah. Nice big shout. Yeah. Tax free zone as well. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. No, Monaco is a good shout. Yeah, if it is. Good go. Yeah, no, mate, <laughs> mate, love it, love it. Well, and it's I, only not far, is it? It's like what two hour flight or something. I yeah, and you never know. But with with I'd I wouldn't want to miss out on like. My mum and dad, you know, they're yeah, getting on. Yeah, yeah. And I like my animals, and I know we can have animals in other countries, but you know, I just feel like right now, I can't imagine myself fully living. I'm very much like a UK, like yeah. even when I've moved, I've moved a bit more out into Cheshire, and now the, I don't see some of the places that I used to see day to day. And when yeah, I go yeah. past it, I'm like, wow, feels a bit weird. But some people like that. Some yeah. people go, I want to leave this area, but I'm almost like, you know, like I start, there's a sandwich shop in sale that. I still want to go to. Like, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, to yeah. one near you now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's mad. So I'm very much a creature of habit, I suppose. But who, you never know, do you? You just never you know, never know, right? But, um, yeah, it's, it's just because for me, like I've always thought that we, it's three things we want, right? Financial freedom. You want the time freedom and you want a bit of location freedom, right? Yeah. Where you can be anywhere, anywhere in the world and just make money. It's the, that's and the goal. that's what's, you know, I'm thinking, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll finish off on two questions. What have you? Do you have a purpose in life? The purpose is just to be the best me. So okay. the purpose, like like, is is the why. To be fair, um, the purpose is just to be the best me. And okay. I believe I am. Are you religious by any chance? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, what, well, I'm Christian. Okay. So I've been brought up. Um, not my family aren't too religious, but I'm I'm Christian. So you've got a faith when something so happens. Yeah. yeah, and it's something that's progressed over the years. I think yeah. I had it when I was younger, um, or went to church when I was younger, and then I lost it a bit, and then I started, you know, understanding a bit more. And I, I do believe that um, I am quite faithful and religious, and I do believe that that's not my calling in the future, but I do believe some form of coaching is what I'm meant to be doing. I think everyone should do it. Yeah. I think every single person should serve. Yeah. Even if, if you, as long as you're two steps ahead of someone, that's that's all you need to be. Yeah. 
just serve, but mm. a lot of people just won't, will they? No. There's time, they think it's not beneficial, but yeah. I've seen... And this is what a lot of people... When Some people thank me when I coach them, but I'm like, don't thank me, I'm getting more out of it than you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. I, I, I Listen, like doing it. Exactly. When you teach, you learn twice. Yeah. That's it. it. So, um, um, yeah, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to share? To, no, know? no, thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys and yeah. the studio having me on. Appreciate it. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. If you are interested in everything that Sam's talking about, we will put everything in the description below. And I'll see you on the next episode.